Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. It's great to be with you again and once again. Let me direct your attention to the website, richardserrett.com, where you'll find uh, Albert the Intern and I have posted some stories of note in the slide carousel. Uh, For those of you keeping score, you'll find a list of the attendees at this year's annual Bilderberg Conference, which wrapped up last night in Telfsbuchen, Austria. This was the 63rd annual conference of the world's movers and shakers, or the unelected oligarchs, if you will, meeting under a virtual media blackout, and the media seems perfectly okay with this. On this year's agenda, artificial intelligence, or how soon can our paymasters replace us with robots? Cyber security, or how can our paymasters tighten the surveillance screws on you and I? Chemical warfare threats, or how much can our paymasters continue to spray down on us from above without anybody noticing that our air, soil, and water are being poisoned? Also on the agenda, Greece, Iran, and the U.S. elections. Uh, In just a few weeks, another annual meeting of elites where world leaders, bankers, leading Republicans and Democrats, uh, will frolic and engage in a vortex of black magic sex rituals beneath a giant stone owl voiced by someone sounding eerily like Walter Cronkite. You'll find an article on the Bohemian Grove posted once again in the slide carousel. That's richardserrett.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up, register, become a member. Uh, Just click on the blue member area button on the left-hand side. Registering is fast, easy, and it's free. You'll gain access to all kinds of member area, member-only areas, Uh, including the book club, past guests, and past show archives dating back to the summer of 2012. And occasionally, uh, you'll also receive my newsletter, uh, The Dead Drop, uh, or perhaps an audio e-blast, which is often an episode of my weekly radio feature, Strange Planet. Uh, Something else going on this summer, it's also an annual event, military exercises south of the 49th parallel. Uh, But this year's drills, uh, which will take place For about two weeks in July, although some are suggesting they may last well until September, uh, this year's drills have a lot of people worried, and many of you in the U.S. have been emailing and tweeting me, asking me to do a show on this year's Pentagon-sponsored operation, codenamed Jade Helm 15. Uh, These exercises will see U.S. servicemen and women stretched out across the southwestern United States participating in war games. Now, what has a lot of people nervous is that part of the exercise will include the simulation of apprehension and detention of dissidents. Also, the exercises are going to be taking place in states that have been battling of of recently uh, with the feds over state rights. Most of these states, Texas, Utah, Arizona, for example, are red states or Republican states. Uh, The upshot is that many people are fearing that Jade Helm 15 is some kind of precursor or perhaps cover for a declaration of martial law. So that's where we're headed for the next 45 minutes or so. What is Jade Helm 15? Why are so many people upset and are their fears justified? Joel Skousen is certainly no stranger to this program. He's a frequent visitor. I appreciate his reasonableness. His analysis is very considered and rational and well-reasoned and well-sourced. He's, uh, he doesn't engage in scare tactics or fear-mongering or sensationalism. He, of course, is the publisher and editor of World Affairs Brief. Hey, Joel, how are you? I'm just fine, Richard. It's so good to talk to you. Great to talk to you. Now, here we are uh, just uh, nicely over Memorial Day weekend. Uh, and we all, of course, um, have a great deal of respect for the, uh, the men and women, both sides of the border. I, I mentioned on my program... Uh, and on coast to coast uh, recently, that even though uh, I'm up here in Canada and we we commemorate and, and um, uh, honor our uh, veterans, living and dead, on November the 11th, I, I wanted to take time to talk about um, the U.S. Um, the men and women in the armed services, even though again we don't mark Memorial Day here, because uh, as I said, we uh, owe a great deal of our uh, our, our um, level of um, living up here in Canada, our the, our style of living. Uh, due to, in no small measure, the security that's afforded to us by living next door to the greatest, most powerful 
armed services on the planet. So I wanted to get that out there because this uh, Jade Helm 15 um, paramilitary operation that we're going to talk about, training exercise, military training exercise, I don't want I don't want people in the military to think in any way, you know, that that this is a shot against them. Uh, but there is a great deal of concern, particularly in places like Texas and so forth. First, let's let let me have you give us a, a thumbnail sketch of what a Jade Helm 15 is ostensibly or officially. What is it supposed to be? Well, officially, it is um, the largest annual training exercise, and it has been done before. That's why this is Jade Helm 15. Um, but this, um, and and there are various components to it. Um, uh, there are, you know, uh, some special forces involved. Uh, they are uh, going in cities or in civilian wear um, so that they try to blend into a community. This is going to take place around uh, at Houston. Uh, there's a, um, you know, Utah, even though Utah and Southern California are um, tagged as, uh, or Texas tagged as hostile uh, states, this is typical of what they normally do in uh, uh you know, a red flag exercise or any other type of thing where you have an opposition force. Now, normally it's a it's a military force acting as the opposition. In this case, they're just designating certain states as uh, potentially hostile. And they aren't really revealing too much about what the exercise has to do with hostil- uh, hostility. But, you know, we can surmise from Jade Helm that, um, uh, and we have evidence for this, that they are going to practice a higher level of extraction of potential enemies or dissidents than they've ever done before because these extractions are going to go across the nation. They're going to be airlifted out. They're going to be uh, deposited into custody and put into prison-type facilities. They've been practicing on on several levels, Uh, one in Florida. I know there was one that was videotaped by... uh, and, and released to, to the public where they were practicing, you know, seeing people hands over their head and ushering them into uh, enclosed camp-like facilities. So clearly they are uh, practicing detention-type uh, things. Now, as a former military officer, uh, you know, we've always practiced certain types of detention. When I went through pilot flight training in both the Air Force and then later on in Navy flight training, we did have mock prison camps whereby we were taken prisoners of war, we were interrogated, some mild uh, torture and other things to see, you know, how much you could take. Um, But this is a different thing because this is not just training people, uh, military people for POWs or law enforcement to be in a POW. This is talking about taking civilians uh, prisoners. Right. That's what has people so riled up because, um, I mean, ostensibly, the um uh the military is saying that they're they're conducting these exercises in the US southwest in places as you say like Utah, Arizona, California, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, uh many of them red states. Uh but they're saying they're doing it there because these states are uh, similar in terrain to which it, areas that they might be in, facing in combat in places like the Middle East. Do you buy that? Because of it's a, a no, desert-type area. No, I don't, because, in fact, they aren't having, in Utah, they're actually only having a logistics uh, exercise here. And uh, it's a, actually a very small portion, at least that which was, has been notified. It's the, the designated unit here is a logistics unit. So it's practicing, you know, probably driving across some, you know, hostile terrain, which may or, uh, probably not related to these hostage-taking type practices, which are going to take place in Texas and perhaps Southern California. Um, and that's what has led to the Walmart rumors about their relationship to Jade Helm. Yes, I do want to talk about that. Okay. Let's just hold off on the Walmart, and we'll get to that yeah, because we're coming up on a break. But let me talk a little bit more about the logistics. and uh, Let's talk about who's involved. I know the Green Berets, the U.S. Navy SEALs, Air Force Special Operations, the Marines... Uh, 82nd Airborne. There's some uh, suggestion that even UN forces are involved. Is there any any evidence that there are UN forces none, involved? None, none whatsoever. No evidence of that whatsoever. 
And I might also say that I've been in contact with military people who have been involved in similar exercises and are tasked to go into this exercise. And they are a little upset because they say that we have never been given in any exercise any direct indication that we are targeting American civilians. And this is true. Uh, the government isn't dumb enough to go and tell the military people, like they did in the Marine Corps and Camp Pendleton one time, you know, would you shoot on doing a survey, would you shoot, you know, American civilians if they were, uh, you know, or, you know, trying to take their weapons away? They won't do that. That really raised a stink in the United States. But nevertheless, they are still practicing for something that I don't believe, um, pertains to, for example, the, the hiding among the population and seeing if you can be discovered. Uh, there's no way that American Caucasians are going to go into any country that we are currently or in the future have any targeted uh, you know, conflicts in and can blend in. You can't blend in in Africa. You can't blend in in Latin America. So it's bogus to say that we're practicing blending in in the United States because that transfers to a foreign location. It does not. They are practicing, even though they haven't been told this. They've been told they're practicing for overseas, but in fact they're practicing, I believe, the people who designed this exercise are getting people accustomed to practicing blending in, in America in civilian uh, you know, uh, attire. The military says that the, these exercises are going to be conducted uh, late night into the early morning, let's say 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. when most people will be asleep. Uh, what are your sources telling you? Well, some of them, yes, uh, but uh, the blending in, that doesn't do any good to try to blend in at 4 a.m. in the morning. True. Uh, you know, you really need to practice blending in, and they will be practicing daylight uh, blending in and seeing who gets discovered or who gets notified, and the police are working with them. They're going to be the source of notification so that if any of these units traipsing around in the city get recognized or the, somebody calls the police on them, then they've been caught. But once again, as I say, this is not... Uh, in any way uh, necessary to practice for overseas. In fact, we use other nationalities overseas to blend in. We use Israelis, we use Israeli Arabs, we use uh, Latin American countries that are uh, allied with us, like El Salvador and Guatemala. Uh, they send people in if we're going to do special operations. We don't send American, or we right. take Latino. Okay, I've got to uh, take America. a time out here. Take, got to take a time out, Joel. We'll come back and continue to discuss Jade Helm 15. Joel Skousen, editor, publisher, World Affairs Brief, right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Are you suffering with hearing loss? Are you sick of people constantly complaining that your TV is too loud? Are you tired of asking people to speak up? Would you like to hear more clearly, but you don't want to wear a hearing aid that makes you look old? Then you need to try Listen Clear a life-changing breakthrough precisely designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. And you can adjust Listen Clear to find the perfect way to hear everything, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And right now you can try Listen Clear absolutely risk-free with free shipping. We'll even give you free batteries for life. So call now, 1-800-718-3929. Listen Clear is lightweight and completely hassle-free, and it's practically invisible. Call for your 100% risk-free home trial with free shipping and free batteries for life. For free information, call now. 1-800-718-3929. That's 1-800-718-3929. 1-800-718-3929. What's the matter, honey? Can't sleep? Ugh, it's this heartburn. At night, it's the worst. Heartburn? Again? Yeah, I'm done with it. I'm going to kick acid with Rolaids. Unlike Tums, new Rolaids Advanced goes to work instantly for combined powerful relief of your worst symptoms of heartburn, bloating, and gas. Feeling better? Much better. That was fast. Mm-hmm. Kick acid and gas with new Rolaids Advanced. If you want to register your own .com and are looking for a responsible, sustainable, high-quality domain name registrar, then look at Paranick.com. Paranick includes a ton of value-added services like a parking page, who is, privacy, dynamic DNS, and much more with every domain name registration at no extra cost. Not many companies can say that. So give Paranick.com a try today. P-A-I-R-N-I-C.com. I'm Steve Sidkowski, a former Wall Street insider. 
I'm holding a book that will show you investing strategies which could help you earn the kind of money you've always dreamed about. And right now, I'm giving this book away for free. So who needs to read it? If you're in the middle of your career and worry you'll never have enough money to retire, you need to read this book. If you're already retired and your income isn't enough, you need to read this book. And if you don't want to be selling burgers at 80, you need to read this free book. It includes the strategy I use to make a 72% profit on a trade where the stock only moved 12%. You'll need at least a million dollars to ever fully retire. If you're behind on that goal, you really need to read Trade Like the Pros. And you can for free by calling 1-800-947-1516. Skeptical that it will deliver results? It's a free book, so what do you have to lose? Find out how at 1-800-947-1516. Where there's smoke, there's the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. We're back with Joel Scouse. And Joel, before we continue to discuss Jade Helm 15, uh, tell us how we can subscribe to World Affairs Brief. Well, the World Affairs Brief is uh, my Internet news analysis service. It comes every Friday uh, to subscribers' inboxes. It costs $48 a year, which is only less than a dollar an issue per week. And uh, people can subscribe by going to my website, worldaffairsbrief.com, and they can get a free sample issue of the current brief by simply emailing me at editor at worldaffairsbrief.com. Who is uh, ultimately at the, at the top uh, of this operation? Is it the Department of Homeland Security? Is it the Joint Chiefs of Staff? Who? No, it's the Pentagon. It's the Pentagon. Uh, yeah, this has been this is a joint service thing, so it, it is uh, developed in the Pentagon, and they're the ones who do the tasks uh, of the various armed services that are going to participate in this. And is 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 there a noticeable difference based on what your sources are are, you t- are telling you about this one compared to? Uh, as you say, this is an annual. I mean, has there been a, a sea change in terms of the way these operations are being uh, conducted? For example, the one that was held last year. Were there any red flags about that one? Well, they were done locally. There was no... Uh, this is the first one. This is a sea change because it is the first nationwide one. All the other ones have been localized in a particular state, and maybe they might cross the state into... Uh, you know, another state, but it's it's regionalized. This is nationwide. They're going to have uh, participants all across the continent, and they're going to be practicing uh, taking people, taking special forces on flights, you know, depositing them in another, uh, capturing people, taking those by helicopter, then by plane, and maybe even by rail, you know, to other things. So they're going to practice a nationwide threat scenario where they ship people to and from around the nation. That's the first time this has been done uh, on this kind of, of, of a scale. Is uh, People in these affected areas, uh, the U.S. Southwest, we mentioned the states, uh, Texas, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, California, are, is, are they going to, to, to notice? Is there going to be an impact? Are they going to see um, armored military carriers rolling down streets? Are they going to see black helicopters uh, above their homes? Are they going to notice it? Most of them won't notice anything at all. Uh, because this is nationwide and it's dispersed. There'll be small unit forces working in various cities. So most cities in Texas won't see anything at all. And even if you're in Houston, when, you know, they're supposedly undercover and civilian, you probably won't notice anything at all either. The logistics unit in Utah, for example, is done in south central Utah, which is very rural, very remote, doubtful anybody's going to see them at all. Um, so, one of the things I'm worried about is the stories, you know, about big columns of military forces running around, and this is a preparation for martial law. It is not. I do believe that the ones who are planning this are, in fact, prepping the military and prepping people, getting them accustomed to having military forces in and around them. So where they are visible, they will be very visible, And um, but I don't think this is going to be like some of the very worst of the military exercise before that had been done without announcing anything. Black helicopters shooting blanks in the middle of the night without telling the the people of a city, and this has happened in various cities in the south, and it just causes havoc. All the phones light up, 911 lights up. That's just unconscionable 
to run that kind of an exercise without warning people. At least people have been warned on this so that they're not going to be shell-shocked by what happens. Is, but are you the, concerned at all that, uh, um, I mean, you're a military, you're ex-military. When you do an operation, don't you generate, like this, an exercise, a drill, don't you generally change the names so that it doesn't sound like the United States, you know, military is, is drilling, uh, uh, or preparing for some eventuality and, and naming the states. You know, they're, why don't they make up a name for Texas? And, and if they're really sincere about, you know, wanting it to mirror some sort of a situation in the Middle East, you know, why don't they, why don't they name it after a, 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 a province in, in Iraq or something? Why do they name the states? That to me is a flag. Yes, it is a flag. And, uh... Normally, in the exercises that I've been involved in, there's always fictional names for states and countries that you're dealing with. They don't want to offend any normal country by naming them exactly. in an exercise as a target country. But the government has been doing something for several years now, starting with the two billion rounds of ammunition that DHS supposedly was ordered. Now, this was a requisition, a requisition that was never filled, by the way. Ah, interesting. And there's been... There's been several other types of things like this, and I think what's happening with, in combination with NSA spying, the government is trying to, how should it, raise red flags, uh, throw out bizarre scenarios and things just to see who reacts, and they're tracking and putting them on lists. And that's perhaps more dangerous than the hype about imminent martial law, which is false, is the fact that people who get caught up in in broadcasting and in getting all inflamed about this, uh, get on lists because that's what NSA spying is really all about. It's not about terrorism, which is a manufactured threat by black operations, uh, as I covered in the World Affairs Brief. But the government is tracking dissidents. That's why the NSA spying is real. It's out there. It's not going to stop despite their claims to the to the contrary. Uh, Texas Governor uh, Abbott uh, uh, took a great deal of heat in the media and even by uh, um, Republicans uh, because he sort of heeded the concerns of uh, Texans and announced that he wants the Texas National Guard to monitor these operations. Does Abbott deserve the kind of uh, um, a criticism that he's getting from fellow Republicans and, and the press for this? They say that he's... Absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. Absolutely not. I mean, this is a reasonable reaction from a governor where you have a secret and not-so-secret operation that affects your state, and you have citizen concerns. You send your own people out and say, we're going to monitor, and we expect you to tell us everything you're going to do, and I don't want any surprises in my state. After all, these are states' rights, and the federal government cannot, except on military bases, go out among civilian populations without getting permission. And City uh, states ought to be very, very firm about this. There's too many mayors in the city that just feel privileged that they're having the military coming in and spending money, and uh, and you know they really ought to say, "You don't do anything in my jurisdiction unless you get permission." Here's the and quote here. We, we decide. You know. Here's the the quote here from uh, Todd Smith, who's a former Republican member of the House. He accused Governor Abbott of Texas of quote pandering to idiots end quote. Uh, in other words, the conspiracy theorists, pandering to idiots, pretty harsh uh, uh, a language. And extremely it- harsh, extremely harsh. I mean, you've got to remember, that's proof that this is a guy who is a member of the globalist establishment. Um, anybody who, it's one thing to be conservative, it's one thing, to, but, you know, they should be treated with respect. I mean, it's true, there's a lot of bizarre hype going on about, but not all of the hype is bizarre. I mean, not all of the concern is bizarre. Much of the concern is, as I said, because this is a major expansion. This is a red flag when you're doing nationwide transporting of prisoners across uh, the country. Uh, I just don't think they're preparing for something overseas for that. You're from uh, from Utah. Um, what's going on in, in, in your state? Has your governor asked local and federal officials, or sorry, local and state officials, uh, to monitor the um, not the at jail. all. There has been no reaction. Our, you know, even though Utah and Idaho are the two most conservative states in the union, uh, they both have mainstream Republican governors who are tr- bending over backwards in order to try to please the establishment, and so they're not about to 
raise uh, any red flags at all or show concern. In fact, oftentimes when sheriffs, for example, uh, stated that the feds aren't going to, we're not going to enforce federal law unless they get permission to come through this, the governors come down hard on them and threaten them. That's how much they want to please the establishment. And uh, this is a problem in conservative states. They would give the state away if it weren't for very strong conservative legislators, uh, you know, in both Idaho and Utah to keep the governor in check. Joel Skousen, editor, publisher of World Affairs Brief here on The Conspiracy Show. Uh, you mentioned uh, states' rights uh, earlier. And uh, it's interesting that a number of the uh, the states involved uh, in this uh, military drill or the exercise, Jade Helm 15, uh, are very vocal in terms of uh, um, lobbying, lobbying for states' rights. Of course, Texas, the Republic of Texas, uh, perhaps chief among them, uh, is, there, is that a coincidence? Well, it's probably the reason why Texas was, you know, listed as a hostile state. But my opinion is that opposition to government in Texas is more, in theory, than real. Texas has become very much a worldly state, uh, very much, uh, you know, big money state. Uh, and uh, there are a lot of patriots in Texas, it is true. But generally speaking, Texas is not as conservative as people think it is. You mentioned Walmart earlier, and uh, several months ago we had the uh, the, the sudden, uh, unannounced uh, closing of five Walmarts uh, in the U.S. in these particular states affected by Jade Helm 15, uh, and all five, the, the, the claim was, at least initially, that they closed due to some unforeseen plumbing issue. How are the closing, or how is the closing of these Walmarts related to Jade Helm 15, if at all, Joel? aren't related at all, but there is a reason for the phony nature of Walmart's claim in closing these. The plumbing issue is absolutely bogus. Uh, and let me explain. First of all, it's impossible that you'd have five stores with a sufficient plumbing issue that they all have to be closed. In none of those stores were there ever a, a building permit condemnation of the store requiring it to close. There was never a building permit issued to... Uh, to remedy plumbing problems, and we have no record of any plumber being called to these stores. I mean, we're talking something very serious if you're going to have to close the store. The only thing that could justify that is some backflow of sewage into the store that contaminated it, and that might close it for, you know, a month, but not a permanent closing. Here's the, the rumors were flying crazy because, you know, Jade Helm was coming up with these Walmart and People smelled a rat, legitimately so. But then we came up with all these rumors about tunnels coming up in the middle of the floor of Walmart and they were going to be used as, as detention centers. There's other rumors that were going to be used. FEMA was taking over them for supplies and military. So one person saw a military vehicle outside, well, and that just sealed it. You know, it had to be a military takeover law. It wasn't anything so nefarious, and there is no relationship that I could find with Jade Helm. What I did find, however, is that this was retaliation for labor unrest in Walmart. These five stores, the only thing they have in common is that they have been at the forefront pushing for higher wages and benefits and other union organizing type of activity in Walmart. And one of the proofs or the evidences that this was retaliation against labor is that in every one of these five stores, it was announced to the employees that were laid off that you don't get your job back when the store reopens. You have to apply as a new employee. Now, that is new in the United States because almost in, invariably, when you're laid off, you have first call when you get the store comes back online to get your old job back. Not so in this case. They want to be able to pick and choose who they're going to hire back and help that the labor, you know, organized people, organizing people are not going to get their jobs back. So is it possible that the the hysteria uh, that was swirling around the closing of these Walmarts and people were trying to connect it to uh, Jade Helm, uh, is it possibly that was some sort of a, a, a PSYOP in order to, to, to distract uh, people from what was really going on at Walmart, which is a, which is a, a labor-busting uh, movement, a labor-busting move. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I There is a, a unit... Uh, in the uh, military and Homestead Air Force Base dedicated specifically 
towards spreading disinformation. All right, I've got to jump in and, here. We've uh, got to take a time out. We'll come back. We'll pick up on that point. Joel Skousen, World Affairs Brief, as we discuss Jade Helm 15 here on The Conspiracy Show. Anyone can create a podcast on the web. In fact, there are millions of them online. But if you want quality Internet talk radio, just remember this address, TalkZone.com. TalkZone is Internet talk radio for planet Earth with talented hosts, great guests, and good conversation. Ready to share your thoughts and ideas with a global audience? Become a TalkZone show host yourself. Learn more at TalkZone.com. Internet talk radio for planet Earth. TalkZone.com. Attention business owners. Do you know the three most critical letters in business? CEO? MBA? Nope. Here's a hint. These three little letters can make the difference between making a fortune and losing everything. ROI? The answer is INC, as in incorporation. Because if you're not incorporated and someone sues your business, you can lose it all. Your home, your car, even your life savings. That's why Incorporate.com is now giving away a free incorporation guide to all business owners. So you can incorporate in just 10 minutes. Protect your home. Protect your car. Protect your life savings. Call 1-800-943-6798 for your free 10-minute incorporation guide from Incorporate.com. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating or forming an LLC quick and easy. Get the three little letters that can mean the difference between making a fortune and losing everything. For your free guide, call 1-800-943-6798. That's 1-800-943-6798. You know what rubs millions of people the wrong way? Their thighs. Shaq talks gold bond friction defense. Skin friction is quite an affliction. On your legs, arms, whether you're running a 5K or just running upstairs. And Gold Bond Friction Defense is... Soothing. Indeed. It's non-greasy, moisturizes, and helps like nobody's business. Because your thighs rubbing together is nobody's business. Gold Bond Friction Defense. Defense starts now. Your thighs will thank you. Oh, boy. Available at the first aid aisle at Walmart. Keeping an eye on the New World Order, this is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. We are back with Joel Skousen, editor-publisher of World Affairs Brief. Joel, uh, once again, tell us how to get uh, or how to subscribe to World Affairs Brief. Uh, listeners can go to worldaffairsbrief.com, the big red subscribe button, but before they do so, there's a summary of the brief, the front page, and it tells you that if you want to get a free sample copy, just email editor at World Affairs Brief and request one, and I'll happy, be happy to send it out. All right. Uh, just before the break, we were talking about um, uh, a special unit in the military uh, that's involved in PSYOPs to distract people, to confuse people. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. It really isn't to, to distract. What it is is to discredit dissidents. In other words, they they get on Free Republic, they get on Alex Jones, they get on others, but you know, Hagman and Intel Hub and uh, Steve Quayle, they all the sites where, you know, conspiracy believers, uh, you know, tend to check for news, the sites, and they, and they posit these false stories, these false conspiracies, and they have email lists, and they get it sent around to other people. They get people hyped up, and then they watch through NSA spying of who responds and how they respond, and it's part of the system that the government has. I believe, to build lists on, on who dissidents are. And so I think, you know, listeners need to be very careful about what they repeat. So much of the stuff that seems credible isn't credible when you check, uh, do the minimal checking. And that's one of the reasons why I publish the World Affairs Brief. I must spend at least one or two topics every week, you know, debunking something. Even though I'm a believer in conspiracy, legitimate conspiracies have evidence for them, and uh, there are certain people that play to it. Um, I can mention several outfits. Uh, RT, Russia Today, plays up conspiracy because they're looking on behalf of Russia to create division in the United States. They want a fissure between government. and So they're not playing up to conspiracy because they, they like us or, or want to back us, but because they want to create division. And of course, there's the ultimate disinformation act, what is called EU Times, a non-existent news outlet, supposedly out of Europe, uh, sometime writes under the name of Sorsha Fall, another non-existent person. It can be traced back normally to David Booth in England, 
and he always starts out every bogus story with sources inside the Kremlin tell me, and then there's the story, and they're off the wall, always wrong. But that's there are disinformation out that's out there, both in our government and in foreign governments, that play to the conspiracy crowds. So you have to be very careful. There is evil in government, there is corruption, there is conspiracy, but you have to be careful to make sure that you get credible information. Uh, for those people that are just uh, joining us now, let's let's state it again, uh, your position on what Jade Helm 15 is really about. This is not about bringing in martial law uh, this summer in the, in the United States. So what is Jade Helm 15? What is the intended goal? The intended goal of Jade Helm at the military level, of course, is to train various different types of interaction with dissidents in the country. Now, they are being told they're practicing against dissidents in foreign countries, uh, and there'll be play actors playing like that. But we suspect, and I think it's credible, that the government is, in fact, doing two things, accustoming the military and law enforcement to practice capturing and processing and incarcerating dissidents and transporting them long distance, Practicing that does require training. Uh, it's not an easy thing to transfer and change custody from one thing to another. And secondary, to get, and this pertains not just to Jade Helm, but all other military so to get in the face of the public unannounced or announced, is accustoming the pe- people uh, of the United States to see military intervening in their local affairs and being afraid and being and saying yes to whatever authority tells them to do as was demonstrated in the Boston Marathon bombing, rousting people out of the house without a warrant, hands over the head, just uncalled for. Military vehicles, APCs running around the streets, uncalled for for two people, um, you now, know, at large. Now, the transportation of and rounding up of, of dissidents as part of a drill, so play acting. We know that during such drills, sometimes they go live. Is it possible this could be used for cover for rounding up actual dissidents? No, I don't believe so at all. I think it's way, way too early. I think that the government's preparation for militarization of police, tracking dissidents, practicing incarceration, building prison camps, and most of most, by the way, are prison facilities on decommissioned military bases, not camps per se like Stalag 13. Uh, uh, I think that's in preparation for when we get a, a world war then you'll have the excuse to be able to do almost anything relative to martial law. When this country's been attacked and it's under duress, you can justify things under war. If they tried to do something without a major excuse, it would convince millions that there truly was a conspiracy against liberty in this country. They're not that dumb. Okay, let's take a time out. Joel Skousen, editor, publisher, World Affairs Brief, back for one more go-around here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Question everything. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Joel Skousen, editor, publisher of World Affairs Brief, and uh, we are discussing a Jade Helm 15 uh, coming to a town uh, or township near you if you're in the American uh, Southwest uh, sometime this, uh, well, in, in July. Uh, it, how long is it? Uh, two weeks in mid-July? Well, there's conflicting reports about this. It's supposed to be two weeks, but some people say it's going to take place clear through November, and I doubt the following things. You know, it's just very expensive to keep people in a military exercise for that long. Unless they spread out certain portions of them, um, the military isn't really being very straightforward about, you know, answering questions. They've given enough to create a firestorm, but they've been very, very slow if recalcitrant about giving any clarifications about this. But it should only be two weeks if it's a normal exercise. If they spread it out over a longer period of time, then it's going to be harder for the people to track, and it will be harder for the governor of Texas to to track. People will get tired of hearing about it. Uh, If this exercise is not designed to prepare for uh, a battle in the Middle East, that it's to prepare for uh, social unrest, rounding up of dissidents in the United States, uh, you mentioned, you know, World War Three, uh, but is there something that that the the uh, the Feds may know that they're not telling the rest of us that could be coming down the pipe, like uh, another uh, economic catastrophe that could make 2007 look like a walk in the park, or some sort of 
uh, other type of cataclysmic event. Um, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, the day after tomorrow, which, you know, I notice they, they play that practically every other week on television. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> uh, is there something else that they know that we don't that they could be preparing for? I doubt it, frankly. Um, first of all, let's talk about a big false flag operation like 9-11. I mean, uh, that created more conspiracy believers than anything else because they made so many mistakes that pointed back to government involvement that terrorists simply could not have done, like loading explosives in building number seven and then lying about it and then covering up for it. So I don't think there's going to be another false flag operation. I think there's going to be small ones like the uh, Garland, Texas uh, shoot-up of the... Uh, uh, the so-called that ISIS took credit for. I don't think it was ISIS at all. I think it was two patsies that the government uh, uh, induced to to shoot up because, you know, this whole thing about tweeting 30 minutes before you go on an attack is just ridiculous. Terrorists don't do that. Any more than terrorists in the 9-11 attack used their credit card, you know, with their real names to order airplane tickets. There's so many telltale signs of a black operation, uh, and they're, you know, almost... Everyone but one that I've counted of the 20 or 30 terrorist prosecutions done in the U.S. and Britain in the past two years uh, have been done in the presence of an agent provocateur from the FBI who gives them the plans, who does the provocation, who gives them, uh, you know, true conspiracy facts uh, in order to get them inflamed and then uh, presents the plan, gives them explosives, sometimes inert, sometimes real, and then arrests them. That sounds like the 93 World Trade Center bombing with uh, uh, That's Ramsey. That's exactly right. Right. Joseph Ramsey. Yeah, the government yeah, knew about that as well. And uh, so I'm afraid that uh, uh, there's, uh, there's not going to be a major event. There could be a stock market correction, even as bad as 20%. You know, 2007, you know, you had a correction of about 10% uh, in um, that was the October crash of, uh, what, 98 or so that went down another 10%. 20% correction really high in fly, still would not collapse the economy. And there have been so many people hyping collapse of the economy since 2010. It hasn't happened any one of those years. I haven't heard an apology from any of them. They just keep pushing the date, saying, well, it's going to collapse next year. I don't think it's going to collapse. I think they can keep milking this economy along with um, moderate injections of cash and you know, creation of money without reaching hyperinflation, without collapsing the dollar. And I think they're waiting for war to give them cover. I mean, when war comes, the leaders are still the heroes. They don't get the blame. It's Russia and China to get the blame. And our own leaders, who have a globalist agenda, I think, ready to put upon us after this war starts as a solution to our problems, are going to still claim to be the heroes. If they pulled this without a legitimate excuse, you know, martial law takes hundreds of thousands of troops where are you going to get that? It slows the economy to a standstill. Everybody after going through checkpoints, curfews. They would get the blame. People would be terribly upset if you tried to pull something. So I really don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to be muddling through. The economy is not doing well. Uh, it's not collapsing, but it is declining slowly. There are deflationary forces, and that's why I don't think we're going to see a... Uh, uh, any rise out of zero interest rates, if at any, it'll be a quarter of a percent or something just for a token show. But I think we're going to keep muddling through when people look and see what Russia and China are doing, and China especially getting very aggressive and threatening in the East. You can see in this major building program of militarization, they're not doing this for defensive reasons. There's going to be conflict here in the world. I still think it's four or five years off at least because Russia and China are in a major building program. It probably won't strike during that time, but I tell you, when war comes, I think that's the time to watch out for martial law and other things targeting dissidents. You make an excellent point. Uh, the number of, of uh, forces that would be required on the ground in the United States uh, in order to enforce uh, martial law, it would take perhaps even millions of troops, and uh, yeah. they would have to close... Probably 500,000 troops. They would have to close three-quarters of their military bases around the world and bring those boys and those men and women home in order to do that. So that would be our first clue, I would think. Yeah, and you'd harness, you'd have to harness all law enforcement, sheriffs, everybody's personnel. I mean, it would just you know, irritate the 
death out of everyone. They just would if there weren't a sufficient reason. So that's why I think, I mean, clearly they're preparing for something. This militarization of police with armored personnel carriers and SWAT teams and automatic weapons and uh, special uh, crowd control weapons, and these are not for peaceful times. These are for a wartime scenario. No, yeah, and we need to we need to be continuously, uh, you know, monitoring that as well. Because yeah. Now, yeah. The, um, and the other thing that would have to come before uh, martial law uh, would would have to be, you know, severe restrictions even further on the on the Second Amendment. They have to get the guns out of the hands of uh, everyday Americans. What do you see uh, in that sort of ongoing effort? Well, you know, I think if they couldn't get a gun control bill after Sandy Hook, which also was a government false flight operation, Adam Lanza was a controlled individual, and they purposely did it to, and they couldn't do it even then, they got nothing out of that. One or two states, New York and Colorado, you know, got gun control and immediately threw out a lot of those politicians because of the And Connecticut. Connecticut clamped down as well. And Connecticut clamped down and that was more acceptable because they were the target of all that propaganda. But the point is, um, I don't think you're ever going to see gun control um, until war comes. And when war comes, I mean, believe me, the government is taking records and building a registration list. They're not going to it's probably incomplete to the tune of about 50%, um, but you'll see, I think, a gun confiscation when war comes because all things can be justified under war time conditions. But I don't think we're going to see it till then. I just don't think there's the atmosphere. And they, you know, we used to have a, a shooting a week that they used to blow up, and now, and a lot of them were under suspicious circumstances that just didn't seem like real people unless they were mind-controlled or hypnotized or you know, screwed up in some way. But, you know, it's kind of calmed down. It's almost like they're starting to say, you know, this isn't working. People are wising up. We're going to have to wait for the big one. In fact, it's incredible. A gun control sentiment, sentiment has, has decreased with all of this hype. The more they threw these, throw these false flag shooting incidents, and the more people shoot people up in malls and restaurants, the more people say, we don't need gun control. We need to get armed. And so concealed carry permits are just up. Uh, and the number of people who are being saved by concealed carry, and the media never covers that. No, no. We had one happen in Utah here, and I was shouting out a carjacking occurred. And a guy pulled out his, you know, and, and uh, said, stop. You know, he was uh, throwing the woman out of the car, and he rushed the guy with the gun, and he shot him dead and uh, didn't get covered by the media. It's backfired. It's backfired. And you're right, it's interesting. that We had that uh, a period where it, there was, it seemed to be, a shooting a week, practically. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. that's died down. Interesting. Yeah. Well, are you in, I mean, that that's somewhat encouraging. Oh, obviously, it's encouraging that, you know, people aren't being shot, but I mean the fact that, that uh, you know, this these false flags are not having the intended effect, and people are not budging, by and large, on the Second Amendment. You must be encouraged by that. People are they're immune to them now. It just happens so often. People say, oh, um, another shooting. Well, it's certainly not going to be solved by taking good people's guns away. The Texas people army, I mean, look at the ammun- run on ammunition. Look at the run on weapons. The weapons sold in the United States are doubling and tripling. Right. So gun control is not working. People say, we've got to get armed. And, of course, all the liberals who believe in gun control are armed and are armed guards. Of course. They're the biggest hypocrites that there are. Um, what of the attempts to sort of do an end run around that type of gun legislation by by using the EPA and uh, trying yeah, to... Banning lead. Banning lead. Yeah, they've shut down the major lead producer in the United States, and it's going to cause, it has caused lead prices to double. And so that's one of the tactics that they're going to use environmental. They've tried to do the U.N. thing, but people really know the rules here. You can't do that without a treaty, and there's just no sentiment for that in the United States. The U.S. has signed all those things, but they can't get it through the Senate. Um, Someday that may change, but I don't think so. Right, right. Uh, Joel, obviously you're going to be with us many times bef- uh, in the run-up to the, uh, the 2016 presidential elections. Uh, it's a long time away, but just very, uh, give us a quick comment on, on uh, uh, sort of the, um, the landscape right now in terms of yeah. uh, Hillary versus Jeb. Is there uh, someone else in the, the GOP or, or in the Democratic Party that, that you see emerging? Well, 
Hillary is going to be the, the nominee, it's her turn uh, for them, but I think the establishment has never wanted Hillary to be president. She would actually try to run the presidency. They prefer a compliant puppet like George W. Bush or, or uh, Barack Obama, who they have plenty of dirt on that they can't dare move. Of course, they got plenty of dirt on Hillary, too, including her million-dollar slush funds or secret bank accounts in Switzerland, etc. But... You know, the establishment has really let the cat out of the bag about Hillary. A lot of bad press they're allowing in mainstream publications. Like, I don't think they intend to get Hillary elected. I think the public is so fed up with Obama and the Democratic agenda that the establishment is going to give us a controlled Republican to quell the unrest and who will, of course, do more damage to conservatives than Hillary. You know, conservatives would rise up in strength against Hillary, but they'll lay down and die in favor of someone who talks a good story. The problem is, Stephens is having a real tough time finding a Republican that the conservatives will go for, you know, the Republican base, getting the nomination is the problem. They can manipulate the election once they've got a nominee, but because they're intending to give the public a controlled Republican, they can't afford to have a Romney get the nomination and then defeat him in the general election. They've got to defeat him in the nomination process. And what I've noticed here is that everybody in his dog is coming into the race. We've got over a dozen already in the race, and it looks like another ten are going to announce. And what they're going to do with their split and divide and, and conquer and how they're going to do uh, determine who's in the debate. This is going to be a real problem. Indeed, it'll be an interesting race. We've got to fly, uh, Joel. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for this, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Richard. Joel Skousen, editor, publisher, World Affairs Brief. The website is richardserrett.com, your portal to the Conspiracy Show. Say hello on Twitter at Richard Serrett, and as always, follow the truth.